Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I want to give you guys all an apology. Um, Now, it's kind of an apology, kind of not an apology. Mm -hmm. I didn't post an episode on Monday, and that was totally Ah. my fault. Um, Fail. Well, it was a holiday, so we've we've gone where we don't post on a holiday before. But I intended to post. I I typed it all up. It was ready to go. I didn't hit the send button. So that was my fault. That's the same excuse when I don't text people back. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Damn, I just gave away a secret. Right? All right. So welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You you did see one on Monday if you did the Facebook Live post, but uh, we didn't have a podcast episode post on Monday Memorial Day. So now I have it in my memory. I will memorialize it, and I will remember to do it going forward. All right, real it's quick. Not what Memorial Day is I know. About. That's just how I'm going to remember it. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, 365 pairs of shoes is what we're trying to shoot for by the end of this year. So remember, if you got a gently pair, gently used pair of shoes, 619-884-0045 or James at csfirst.com. Give him a call, shoot him a text. He'll ride over on his Harley and pick up those shoes for you. And then, of course, remember, he does do insurance. So if you want to add insurance into your existing business or you want to uh, get an insurance quote or you have clients that need some help, hit him up again, 619-884-0045 or Hernan at C- or James at csfirst.com. <laughs> Sorry, that's all I got. All Not right. that pretty. Ready to rock and roll? Intro time. Intro time. All right. Everybody, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are excited to have with us today Miss Caroline Akbar from Windermere Homes and Estates. This is a good, good show for everybody today. <laughs> well, to be fair... Tidbit Tuesdays happens to be Tuesday today, so we're going to get some tidbits today for sure. <laughs> that is so awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is really exciting. It is, right? It's the first time doing the podcast, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Usually you do interviewing. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about what you do. Who do you interview? So I started, this is my fourth year in real estate. And um, one of the things I did when I first started was just interview local businesses in Bay Park where I live. Um, so I interviewed, um, you know, local coffee shops, the local um, seafood shop. Uh, gosh, my some of my, you know, small business owners, um, PR firm, interior design firm, um, yeah, restaurants, um, who else? A flooring company that one of my good friends and clients owns. So just all kinds of different businesses that I feel just are a part of our community. And I just wanted to share more about them. And um, 
and just let people know who they are that was like yeah. that was one of the first things you did when you first got into real estate it is the very first thing actually the very first interview was the principal at marston middle school because there were families coming to me at our school and they had some concerns you know about what they had heard and um, the reputation of the school but the principal had just come in and so i thought you know instead of all these people you know moving away because of potentially misinformed you know misinformation i thought why not just go talk to him directly and so that was the first interview i did and i learned so much i put together a PDF and I put it out there and the response was just so great and families actually stayed after all at the school because they were excited about what he had to say and you know here we are four years later and you know it's a great school and so many more neighborhood um, elementary families are going to uh, Marston it's not you know because of what I did but it was just such an exciting thing and I'm excited to see that happen because again it's all part of community and just staying together well first of all congratulations on four years thank you you know that the average realtor <laughs> only last like two yes right? that's true <laughs> and so I, I like the fact that you were doing that at first it not only brings value to whoever's your audience is but it also allows you to start to make new connections right mm -hmm. so you're out there talking to the principal which if the principal had bad things to say and people didn't like it and they did decide to move mm -hmm. that's not a bad thing for you mm -hmm. however if the principal had good things to say and brought people into the community that's also not a bad thing for you so mm -hmm. you're giving people you're giving the community and mm -hmm. you know the information that they're looking for in a particular area mm -hmm. and as a result if they decide to make a decision for or against you're still a resource that they come back to. Exactly. And it's all about making informed decisions. That's what I say. It has nothing to do with what's in it for me or anybody else, but you and your family. So as you said, you know, regardless of what the outcome is, they will remember me maybe as somebody who provided value, you know, so it doesn't really matter if they choose to stay. It makes me happy that they stay because these are great families. So mm -hmm. I think it's important to keep that in mind. And that's always been what drives me, you know, to do what I do is just, you know, people and how can I positively impact people regardless of what's in it for me because that's not what it's about so four years ago or let's say five years ago you weren't in real estate mm -mm. what drove you to this industry because you gotta be a little crazy you gotta be a little <laughs> driven to do this sort of thing you have to be very driven to do this and i won't lie it's a lot of work um but you know i have an engineering background it's a, you know it's uh it's a decision i made because after 10 years in corporate you know i was getting a lot of positive feedback and accolades but at the end of the day i didn't feel like i was making a difference directly in somebody's life and i felt like i was missing that personal connection with people and i thought long and hard about it and i thought gosh what can i do without going back to college for another four or five years or without getting a master's degree and just really make that difference in people's lives and um Growing up, you know, we had a lot of hardships and we lost our home. We had to move away very quickly because of, you know, I, I grew up in a war zone and um, I always felt like home was a special place. And, you know, I thought, let me study the class, the courses for real estate. And if I love it, I'll, you know, I'll give it a shot. And if I don't like it, it'll have to be something else. But I just completely fell in love with the subject matter, very different than anything I was used to. But at the same time, I bring a lot of analytical, you know, skills, having been a project manager for many years, you know, and it's just served my clients really well because nothing you know drops the ball never drops during a transaction and i'm just very um detail oriented and again just love helping people so it's oh, just yeah. been amazing you got a nice uh, background in some math there i engineering do degree that's oh, you can cool. really you yeah, teach algebra relate. that's true that's true <laughs> and, and uh, one of the teachers that i hang out with a lot um she's actually comes from an engineering background too mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool yeah tell me a little bit about about where you got that that feel for home what was it like growing up for you 
Yeah, so that's a good question. Uh, I don't talk about this a lot, but um, you know, I grew up in the Mediterranean, and uh, I grew up in Beirut. I'm Armenian originally, but my parents are born there, and um, there was just a lot of war. You know, we left in '89, um, but leading up that last year, leading up to our departure, was just really difficult. You know, bombs were falling left and right, and we had to go to bunkers every night, and we couldn't go to school anymore. And then one night, the bomb just fell in our building, and there was just you know, a huge fire and, you know, the windows shattering. It was just really traumatic. Um, and so within eight days, my parents decided to leave the country and they just literally left everything behind. Um, and we moved a lot until they actually found a place to stay in Montreal in Canada because we're French speaking. We went to, you know, French Catholic school growing up and they wanted an environment that could mirror what they were comfortable with. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, because they left with nothing, we had to live in like tiny apartments and we kept moving every year because, um, you know, it was just really difficult for them. My dad would work two, three jobs and we saw him maybe two, three hours a night sometimes. Um, and yeah, it was just, uh, it just made me feel like, you know, being home is just a part of your identity, you know, yeah. and I didn't really feel like we had those roots once we lost them. And so I feel like, you know, finding the perfect home for people or even helping them sell so they can find another perfect home is just, that's where you make memories and, you know, home sweet home, oh, right? Absolutely. That's where you go at the end of the day and just be yourself. And it just means that much more. To, how, how old were you when you guys came over? I was 10. 10. Yeah. So... A, 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 you know, normally a 10-year-old doesn't go through such traumatic experiences, right? I mean, right. that's huge. That's, these are, you know, when we talk about we have first world problems, we're talking mm -hmm. about, you know, our Starbucks coffee didn't have the right creamer or something, right? <laughs> yeah. You coming from something major, how has that impacted what you do on a regular basis? Like, how does that, you know, when... I, it's almost like you know when we grow up here we kind of even though we might be growing up poverty here in the u.s poverty mm -hmm. here in the u.s is nothing compared to what's going on in other parts of the world mm -hmm. so how does that shape you as coming as an immigrant how does that help you moving forward and helping drive your business um gosh i come from a place of gratitude a lot my mindset it has a lot to do with being thankful every day for what we have because of what i've known so the peace that we have here is just something that i don't take for granted um you know even the nice yummy coffee that i get in the morning i just appreciate every little sip of it you know i just don't take anything for granted and how does that shape how i help people i think I just, I have an appreciation for people's trust. You know, there are maybe 23,000 realtors, right, in San Diego. And when I'm the one that's chosen to help a family, I think that's just really um, very rewarding and very humbling. Um, and I'm just eternally grateful for that trust. And I think it translates into the level of service that I give because I just want to do such a good job in return for that trust. Um, and, you know, referrals are huge in real estate. So I know that if somebody's happy, they're going to refer me, you know, to their friends and family. Um, which I think is just the best feeling. Absolutely speaks volumes mm -hmm. to what you do. So, because I've noticed, and when I look at a lot of social media pages, because we do a lot of commenting on <laughs> on different mm -hmm. posts, I like what you've done with your with honestly with your videos. Those little tidbits of information <laughs> are are little nuggets of information because they're not your basic. Hey, I'm here in an open house. You know, check out right. check out the bedroom. Like I'm I'm done seeing you know toilets and tubs and bedrooms. <laughs> I'm I'm over it. But the information that you've had on there is very useful. Things like look at my water pressure. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean. I know I should be checking my water pressure. I'm a realtor. Yeah. I know these things are important. Yeah. We've done flips. I know the water pressure can bust pipes. Mm -hmm. We don't have to deal with freezing, luckily, right? right. But those things are important, and mm -hmm. most people don't know these little little tidbits of information. And they're, they're very um, client-facing, mm -hmm. right? They're very geared towards 
new homeowners. Mm-hmm. So how do you come up with these different concepts? It is so spontaneous. You know, I don't have a marketing degree or anything like that, you know, so I won't say that I'm the best person out there trying to market myself. It really just comes from a place of heart and it's just so authentic and spontaneous. I don't know any better or any different. So believe it or not, most of the time my Tuesdays is a topic I'll think about either the night before or just minutes before. I have so much to say. I have a spreadsheet of maybe, you know, hundreds of Wait, items an in there yes right terrible but i do every time i think of something or i learn something myself i'm like oh my gosh i gotta let people know because you're right there's just so much that you could do to just prevent i'm all about prevention like mm-hmm. instead of dealing with like a water damage or, or a disaster why not just put in you know whatever little time and effort to prevent right yes and just you be a happy homeowner i saw the one you had it with with the washing machine where you put the little the uh, little pan yeah yeah oh my gosh i was I like know. that makes so much sense it makes so much sense 30 dollars, and it can save you hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of yeah. dollars you especially know especially because you wouldn't notice a problem that's a little drip exactly and then it eats through the wood yes and then it gets through the pipes and yeah. then all of a sudden by the time you do notice it's because the the kitchen in the bottom level which is the whole ceiling exactly exactly and so tidbit tuesdays is just my way of just you know giving people small chunks of information i know you know our attention spans are just so you know small these days and we're bombarded with all kinds of information from all kinds of sources so i thought maybe this would be a good way to absorb useful information but hey you know you're the expert if you have any other ideas on what i can do because like i said i have so much i want to say to people and i don't always know how Uh, i'll give you i'll give you only one piece of advice when you comes to that maybe you do something on monday maybe you do something on wednesday maybe you do something on thursday maybe you do something on friday then everybody gets sick of me <laughs> but it's but it's not see here's the thing about about the beauty of social media that you know our cell phones mm-hmm. there are tvs now right these mm-hmm. are the things that we consume all the information from mm-hmm. and we choose when we want to turn it on and off and we choose what we want to see and what we don't want to see mm-hmm. so for you it's just a bunch of information if i don't have a washer machine in my upstairs unit or my washer machine is in my garage where it's concrete Mm -hmm. i don't care about that information Mm. right Mm -hmm. but if i'm dealing with water pressure issues and i see that it makes more sense to me right so you we don't always know what our audience is in need of Mm -hmm. but the more information we have to share with them the more information that makes the more it makes you valuable Mm -hmm. the more it's you're the face who gave them the solution that they were looking for Mm -hmm. whether they knew it or not Mm -hmm. it does nobody any good if it sits on a spreadsheet but it does everybody all kinds of good if you actually share the information very true that's my only marketing piece of advice Mm -hmm. for you i think you're doing a great job thank you you just need to do more (laughs) of it Right. Thank you. <laughs> it's a matter of time too, right? Oh, it's, yeah, it's a matter of time too. But I mean, I, I asked you before the show, I was like, how long does it take you to prepare for that? Right. Yeah. Well, Not very long, actually. It's very spontaneous. Like I said, I um, I usually just, you know, tape it and I've just stopped doing takes, you know, I'm like, whatever, you know, it's just me and that's, it's not perfect. I hate the way I look. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I just don't have time. I'm pretty busy right now, knock on wood, you know, but I still want to get the message out there and give people those tidbits. So even if I don't look great or sound perfect, I'm thinking if it helps somebody, then it's worth it. And it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, we, it, it took me a long time to get used to my own voice. I heard <laughs> recently somebody told me you have the perfect voice for podcasting. I was like, really? I think my voice is horrible, <laughs> but it's just because they got used to hearing it. Right. So, so we get used to ourselves either on video or on audio. Mm-hmm. If we just continue to do it and just put out the value, that's all, that's what it's about. Right. That's what it's about. Value. So mm-hmm. how long do you uh, plan on being in real estate? 
forever i hope you know it's uh sometimes it can be crazy you know i didn't realize how hard it was until i got into it you know it's a lot of sacrifice um i do work weekends a lot of evenings because that's when people have time to go see homes you know mm -hmm. and uh, with the market that we have right now that's picked up again you know you can't take days to go see a home especially if it's one that you think fits your criteria we pretty much have to be on it be gone yep mm -hmm. exactly so um yeah it does take a lot of sacrifice but i love what i do so much that it doesn't feel like work you know mm -hmm. i don't have that feeling anymore of anything missing on the contrary i just wish there were more hours in a day because there's just mm -hmm. i have so many ideas i actually have a different spreadsheet just for ideas oh. uh, of, of you know all kinds of other things that i wish i could could do um but I, you know again i just write it down and um you know but uh yeah i just i hope i can do it forever that's perfect you how, how difficult has it been for you when you're first getting started managing you know going to inspections going to appraisals opening doors setting up showings and having a family life where how where did you kind of find a balance and how did you how did you make that happen for yourself you know we don't have any family here you know my family's in canada my husband's family's in denmark but fortunately my husband's job is very flexible um he gets up really early he works a lot with the east coast so fortunately the afternoons and evenings are much calmer for him and he doesn't work weekends and that's huge i it would be very hard to work as much as i do if it wasn't for that situation so the number of times that you know he stepped in and he'll take care of the kids their bath the dinner at weekends you know he's on it so it's just been amazing he sees how happy real estate makes me he says he's never seen me this happy you know and so i've always been driven uh you know a bit of a workaholic even mm -hmm. in my past life um but he just he just says you're always just so happy and i think he really wants to help and sometimes he's you know putting my open signs out at eight o'clock because i'm still with the kids or he'll pick them up at eight at night you know so he just he helps every every chance he gets super supportive yes so earlier you said that you know, having that attitude of gratitude is, is what keeps you driving. Yeah. Um, when when you hand somebody the keys to their home, yeah. what kind of, can, can you share with me what kind of feeling you get? I mean, I, I think that's a testament to why you keep doing it. Yeah. But can you share with me, like, you know, what's, what's your favorite part of this whole real estate gig? Gosh, it is just that it's seeing people's eyes when they're about to open, the, you know, the, the door to their new home. Um, and also just up to that point, too, like there's some very important milestones, you know, and every milestone is just really exciting. But yeah, probably giving the keys is the most exciting one. Um, it's just so rewarding, you know, because it can be stressful sometimes. Not all transactions are the smoothest and um, sometimes it takes longer than expected or you have hiccups along the way. So it's just so incredibly rewarding um, to to see that, you know, I get really emotional. I mean, if anybody, if one of my clients gets teary, I get teary, you know, and uh, <laughs> and it just makes up for any, you know, um, difficulties or stress, you know, during the transaction. It just gets lifted completely. And I'm like, okay, this is why I'm still doing this. This is you why know? it's worth it. This is why it's all worth it. Yeah. How, how, how many transactions are you going to want to do? Are you going to, are you trying to build a company that does, you know, I closed 100 transactions in a year or are you do you have like a specific goal you want to hit that you're just like on a regular pace? Everybody in this industry has a different, you know, different gas pedal here. That's very true. You know, um, so the corporate and the analytical and the very driven workaholic in me says, yes, you know, I want to have goals and I want to meet them. And these are my deadlines and my expectations. But the reality is, you know, with the, the reason why I do this is not so much the volume for me. It's just really about, you know, 
taking no matter how long it's going to take for a family to find a home. I spend a lot of time with each family. Uh, I have a very no pressure approach, so I don't really have, you know, people don't, there's no quota to how many homes we're going to see. I spent nine months looking for something for one of the recent clients I had because it was just so specific. And, you know, they said, well, can we, you know, went back months ago, they said, well, we probably have to wait until, you know, we're closer to our rent, you know, uh, expiring, our lease expiring before we look. And I said, not necessarily, you know, because you have to start looking ahead of time so that once you do find the home and if it's the one you know it you know mm -hmm. and you've seen enough homes to compare because what happens otherwise is that they get pre-approved now they're ready to go they want the house they see a couple of homes they're perfect or you know they may find the perfect home on first weekend but they don't really want to make an offer because it's too soon there's that voice inside that says well wait did you do your due diligence have you looked at enough homes and by the time they come back and realize that was it gone. it's gone so that's why i say to people i don't mind taking the time you know to show you homes beforehand and I think that's what built my reputation too you know I just care about my clients a lot so I don't have to answer your question yes of course I'm very driven and you know I would love to help a certain number of families this year and you know a certain number of families next year but it just it's happened so organically for me so far that hopefully if this is the trend and it continues this way, then I don't feel like I would have to worry about that number. Um, it's all about quality for me at the moment, not quantity. Eventually, I may, you know, set up a team to help out, but it's so crucial for me that if I do that, then the level of service for my clients is exactly the same as dealing with me directly, no mm -hmm. matter who's on my team, you know? So I have to think about that, you know, you no, know think it through. That's but the beauty of having the engineer yeah. mind, by the way. I'm sure those systems <laughs> will be put in place. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Now, I, I like that because the, the, the pressures of hitting numbers, when you work with a certain brokerage, sometimes they're like, hey, you need to make this many calls a day. You need mm -hmm. to make this many door knocks a day. You need to do this. You yeah. need to put up this numbers. You need to hit this quota. And, uh, you know, for some agents, that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. It's keeping them on track to, to meet a certain goal, right? The more the more at-bats you have, the better. Mm -hmm. um, I think the way that you're building your business, per se, is more of a long-term career. Mm -hmm. The way you're building it is, you know, the downside to that is you're probably never going to be able to sell it because it's your own thing so when you mm -hmm. do decide to stop at some point in the future mm -hmm. it's, it's you stop your service stops mm -hmm. but on the plus side i think you're getting to the point where your business is going to be almost 100 percent referral based mm -hmm. you you will do very little prospecting other than staying in contact with your the people you've already done business with I think that and also being very close to my sphere, you know, um, so yes, I'm, I try to stay in contact with my clients, but also, you know, like you said, the videos, all that, like, I really want to be the go to, you know, I on my business card, it says you're a trusted realtor and advisor for life. That's what I want to be to people an advisor. So that's how I try to connect with my sphere. I guess that's my way to prospect. But mm -hmm. again, it's not, it's not calculated. It's just very organic. It's just, that's just me, you know, so the numbers and the cold calls that wouldn't work for me, but I know it, it does work great for other agents um i do tell people that i they will get a lot of my attention when they work with me and i actually don't take on too many clients at once because i don't feel that it would be fair and that they each would get the same amount of attention so and that's on purpose and i think it's because i don't have to have that number mm -hmm. being driven is my personality so i 
don't need that number to drive me if that makes sense oh that totally makes sense yeah, yeah. yeah. i want to put enough keys in people's <laughs> hands right yeah, yeah. i want to see enough smiles i exactly. want people to squeeze enough tears exactly right because of the service that i've provided exactly yeah, no i 100 agree <laughs> with that so so what is your plan going forward do you do you really uh plan on building a, a team because i, I that would be kind of tough or is this something where you're like you know what i'm i'm comfortable where i'm at I think I'm gonna I'm gonna continue this route maybe until my kids get a little older. I don't know what what is what is your future look like? In you know, I don't know. That's such a good question. I mean, I do sometimes. I'm so busy that I'm like, okay, you know, if today another client came, I probably wouldn't take them on. But how can I still help them? And I'm thinking maybe there are things that I don't have to do that are not client facing. So my initial thought right now is having an assistant help me, but for the non-client facing stuff, like things that can be done behind the scenes, um, you know, that don't affect the level of service that the client will get. I mean, ultimately it's gonna be a great level because I'm gonna have that help, but for my clients, it will be transparent, you mm -hmm. know? So I think that would be the, the most natural thing for me to do right now, you know, less of maybe the paperwork and um, um, even, you know, the social media or, you know, again, things that I can have somebody else help me with. Maybe even like when I pass out flyers, um, you know, or monthly calendars that I pass out to my community event calendars in San Diego. I love doing that, but there may be months where I just have to hire somebody to do that for me. So those things that, you know, um, I think would make sense to outsource they, those definitely do those are those <laughs> we've talked about you know growing and, and scaling your business you know doing doing things that if anything that takes you away from speaking to a client mm -hmm. those are the things you cannot delegate mm -hmm. everything else you can delegate mm -hmm. right and we call them money-making activities right when i'm talking to a client when i'm going to a listing presentation when i have a buyer presentation when i'm showing a home when mm -hmm. i'm doing an open house when i'm in front of the client mm -hmm those things i need to continue to do because if i don't do those the clients go away mm -hmm. but everything else we can manage and put away that's very true well, that's very yeah <laughs> i like to see it in action though it makes all the difference in the world mm -hmm. when you know there's one there's there's book theory and there's real life mm -hmm. right i teach my 17 year old seniors who are about to graduate next week Oh, oh my gosh growing up ready so to hit exciting. the real world mm -hmm. but we talk about stuff in the book right when we look at an income statement in a book or when we look at a tax return in a book it's one thing for it to be theoretical it's another thing to be in in real life mm -hmm. to put it into action oh yeah I mean, what what kinds of things did you think real estate was like theoretically and how did they come out in in your in your practice <laughs> Oh, wow. That's such a good question. So when I first got into it, um, when I got the books, actually, um, I used to run a lot in my neighborhood and I would see the signs and it was just like such an idealistic lens I had on like, oh, look at the signs and someday that's going to be me. And <laughs> I thought it would be super easy. But I think the hardest in practice was they don't teach you how to um, like, what do you have to do to let people know that you're now in real estate, mm -hmm. you know, and um I thought long and hard at first. I was like, okay, like now I'm in real estate, but so are 22,000 other people. Yes. You know? <laughs> and, um, you know, that's when I thought about the interviews. You know, I was like, okay, why don't I come from a place of education? You know, because in my past, you know, um, job, I used to teach, I used to help implement software systems for, you know, pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies and um, insurance. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, and, you know, we had to go live with the new system and I had to be part of teaching, you know, the new users on how to use the system. And I enjoyed the teaching aspect of things. So I actually, thought what can I teach people you know it, that's related to real estate or the community or schools or whatever that could be helpful and that's kind of 
the basics for me you know sometimes when things get overwhelming even today i tell myself you can't lose track of why you got into this in the first place i always come back to keep it simple keep it about adding value keep it about educating people and let them make informed decisions you know so um but i didn't know that when i was you know thinking about how real estate would be i thought it would just be oh okay i'm in real estate now and naturally i'll help everybody that i know but everybody that i know knows 10 other realtors right. you know so. exactly no i that that's crucial we have so many new agents that get into the business and have that fantasy too mm -hmm. that fantasy of well now i got my license come to me everyone mm -hmm. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah it doesn't work that way no you have to find a way to make a difference in people's lives mm. well said that's it right there you have to find a way to make a difference in people's lives because mm -hmm. ultimately you will make a difference in their life right mm -hmm. you're you're helping them buy their probably the largest investment of all time mm -hmm. right so that is a that is a huge or help them sell a home right that is a huge part of their life yeah. but how do they accept how do they hire you right how do they get to know that you actually do it mm -hmm. or what's what's worse when you're first getting started is how do they hire you the rookie mm -hmm. versus these other guys that have been in the business for a while mm -hmm. how did you overcome that well, I think you don't want to, you know, I see so many realtors, unfortunately, getting their license and they start marketing themselves as a new expert, you mm -hmm. know, and don't try to fool people by saying that. Again, stay true to yourself and think about what expertise you have that you can use and leverage to then make people you know realize what you have to offer and click with you you know for me it was that you know wanting to help people teach people and that's kind of the spin that i took because it made sense and it was natural so you have to find what you already have what skills that you already have and you can build on and let people know that and you know by putting yourself out there try to meet as many people as you can you know and um, see if you can click with people because ultimately it has to click um, at the same time you know I've taken if I've spoken to a few coaches and um, you know a lot of them say it's the best marketers that get most of the business and not necessarily the best realtors you know and for most people they buy and sell maybe once twice three times in their life it's not something you do all the time mm -hmm. so you don't really know what to expect everybody can say they're great but a client you know choosing a realtor is most of the time going through the process until the end with that realtor and they don't really know well was it a good one was it a bad experience they don't have anything else to experience. compare it with yeah yes. right so that's i think that's the toughest thing in real estate is how do you let people know the level of service that you're providing them and how you know how you're going above and beyond for them because everybody can say that in their marketing mm -hmm. right and that's where i feel like providing clients with an exceptional level of service is key because then at least they can be your advocates and they can let people know what you did for them i think that speaks more volumes than you trying to pitch that to people absolutely i mean clients are going to work with people with agents that they know like and trust mm -hmm. right and to know means you actually have to tell them what it is you do mm -hmm. which is i think the, the marketing part that they're talking about creating your brand creating mm. your market letting them know mm. like means that once they do realize who you are mm -hmm. that you know they actually find your information useful which is i think what you're doing well mm -hmm. and trust mm. now that's the hardest one because mm. everybody knows like if i come up to you and i tell you hey i'm an honest guy mm -hmm. like the first thing i'm thinking is dude you're not honest right <laughs> you're, you, know, you got to tell me that you're honest you're not an honest guy so you know when people come out and promote themselves as the expert in something mm -hmm. like right away to me i don't know me personally i'm i'm defensive right so no like and trust trust is the 
biggest factor, and that I think is what's going to take you over the top. Mm-hmm. And and when you do your you, when you do your videos that you've been doing, when you give that information, they know who you are, mm-hmm. they like what you're putting out there, and they trust you because the information is this is just what I know. This is what's helpful. Look, it's easy to understand, mm-hmm. and this is that kind of to me gives them a sense of okay, look, it's I know somebody. She she does good. I understand this information makes sense. It really does help me out. Mm-hmm. I think I can trust her to do the next level. Mm-hmm. And it never has to do with anything of, like, you don't get asked at that point, like, well, how long have you been in the business? You might get asked, you mm-hmm. know, here and there. But for the most part, once they trust you, mm-hmm. that, that barrier is gone. Like, they trust you. We're going to do this. Let's get you in a home or let's get your home sold, right? We're going to mm-hmm. we're gonna rock and roll no problem. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that is where you're excelling. Well, I think that's you. why you've gone four years in counting. You renew your license already? You get your yeah. C? Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. I'm on it, actually. I'm getting my getting C's right C now. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny, me too. Like, I'm in the process <laughs> this year's exploration year. So, no, but but um, but I think that's the biggest difference. And I think the same thing with our podcast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same thing. I, I get to learn from everybody who comes on the show. Everybody who comes and shares their experience, their stories, what worked, what didn't work. And that's just a wealth of information that I get on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And I have to disclose every single time because I'll say things I know I've heard from somewhere, but I can't always identify exactly where I heard them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm molded. Like, that's my education, right? My education comes from learning from others who have been here or things I've read online or things I've heard online or things Mm -hmm. I've studied in books and class Mm -hmm. and experience. Mm -hmm. That's who we are. Mm, that's and true. I think, I think you're doing a great job molding your audience to see what's what's valuable, what's useful. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So see, was it bad? No. Gosh, it, no. Were you nervous? <laughs> no. It was easy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, just, just throwing it out there. She was nervous at first, at the beginning, but she did a great job. So if you want to be a guest on the show, com or find us on our social media pages, at Business Bros Pod. So... I want you to do me a favor. I want you to look at your your cell phone camera right here. There is a banner under your name, even though you can't see it, so you can point down and let people know how to get in contact with you should they want to work with you. So um, you can call me, text me at 619-808-4804. My website is yoursandiegorealty.com. You can email me at caroline at yoursandiegorealty.com. I'm on Instagram. I have a Facebook page called carolineapcar-yoursandiegorealty.com. So yeah, those are all the ways you can get a hold of me. And check out our Instagram, those Tibbet Tuesdays, I'm telling you, you, you think you're a homeowner and you know things, you just don't realize what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And I put them on Facebook because the whole Instagram thing, you know, with the you only seconds. have 60 seconds yeah. and I don't, I'm not very concise. I still have to work on that. Like, how do I give a tidbit in 60 seconds? That's really hard. So, yeah. so I'm not. goes the full 15, the full 60 seconds. It's a post, <laughs> not a story. Mm. Oh, you're learning you're learning he's right. still learning because I've, I've committed him to do more more social media posting right hopefully i've committed you to do more social media posting. yeah i'm excited about it <laughs> that's awesome yeah. so that's what it's about so uh ladies and gentlemen well first of all thank you for being on the show thank you so much for having me this See, was, was awesome fun, right? it was a blast thank you cool all right ladies and gentlemen just a quick reminder 365 pairs of shoes we're still trying to collect so if you have a gently pair used a gently used pair of shoes Fumble that all day today, right? <laughs> Hit up James, 619-884-0045, or email him, james at csfirst.com. He'll ride over in his Harley and pick those bad boys up. You want to see it? It makes a lot of noise, so uh, just throwing it out there. That's that's just, it comes with the it comes with the territory. I posted it the other day. No, there you go. <laughs> and make sure you guys follow him on his social media 
Insurance Broham. Yeah. Right? And uh, check it out. If you guys have any insurance needs, that's where you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Caroline is here to be at your service when it comes to your real estate needs. I'm telling you, check out her Tuesdays, her Tidbit Tuesdays, and <laughs> encourage her, push her, ask her for more information. I've heard she's got a spreadsheet full of ideas and content, <laughs> so we got to get her to use it, all right? All right, ladies awesome. and gentlemen, that's all we got for you guys today. <laughs> Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.